Hey, what's up guys? It is Cody Wynn, and now we're going to discuss the topic of what in this book am I to and not to follow? This is one of the biggest questions that I get from people is, well, you know, Christianity is just pretty much a bunch of morality and a bunch of rules. So which rules should I follow and which rules should I not follow? I want to completely rearrange your understanding of that point first off, because Christianity is not a bunch of rules. It is not about following a bunch of rules, doing a bunch of things, or not doing a bunch of things. It is about living your entire life to glorify God and for our heart's posture to be honoring him and worshiping him in all things that we do, not by listening to a song, not by going to church on Sundays. Neither of those things are ever found in the New Testament one time, but rather living a life to glorify him every day, every single day. That is what we're called to do as Christians. With that being said, I want you to understand there are certain yays and nays, certain good and bad things to do, but Christianity is not about morality. Matter of fact, it's so much not about morality. God gave us 10 commandments to prove that point. Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever looked upon a woman with lust? Have you ever hated somebody in your heart? Have you ever used God's name in vain? Because if so, you aren't good morally. That's the point of Christianity, right? We already went through that in the video about the gospel, but it's really important to understand because you need to understand that you can't be moral as hard as you try. You can try as hard as you want to be moral and you're going to fail 100% of the time. But with God, all things are possible. With man, nothing is impossible, or nothing is possible, but with God, all things are possible. So it is possible to live morally as God's called us to with him. But again, it's not works. It's not this thing where we should be feeling like we've got to do X, Y, and Z or God's going to strike us down. But at the same time, although God knows that we are morally going to fail, that does not give us a license to live in sin so that righteousness may abound. Romans, uh, Paul says, may it never be that we ever have that kind of idea. Jude says that if we ever turn the license of God into a grace, um, or the, the grace of God into a license to sin, that we ought to be condemned, which is a really big deal. So now to the original question again. What do I know what I am and am not supposed to follow in the Bible? Well, I'm, again, I'm going to give a very, very, very surface level, uh, broad view understanding. I'm not going to go into depth about, hey, follow X, Y, and Z and don't follow these things. Because again, that's not the point of the Bible. Um, your heart will change as you read this book. If you spend time on your knees and you're in this book and you, you're just begging God to make you look like him, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will see your heart and your life radically transform. And you're not going to even have to try. I like, like a lot of things, you're not even going to have to try to stop doing. You'll just watch them wither away from your life. Like I used to use really raunchy language. Uh, I didn't necessarily cuss really before I got saved, but I would make really perverted jokes a lot. And I would just say a bunch of in inappropriate things and jokes that were just really too far and stuff like that. And the day I gave my life to Christ, I never said, you know what, I'm going to stop doing that. I never thought that ever in my life. And a month later, my mouth was completely cleaned up. I, I stopped saying any of those things. Even the things that are like kind of like borderline, like is that kind of a cuss word or is that not a cuss word? I mean, it all, it all just died. I just had zero desire to do any of it. Um, and you'll see that happen a lot in your life if you take this seriously. So starting in the book of Matthew, which is the first book of the New Testament, anything that you see Jesus give um, as answers for how we're supposed to live our lives with a few very, very rare exceptions. If you have a confusion on those exceptions, you can ask me what some of them are and I'll tell you. But 99% of what you see in there are applicable to you today. Um, and these are commands to you and I today. So if you see it said by Jesus, it is said to you. For instance, Jesus says in Matthew 5, for you have heard it of prophets of old, do not commit adultery. But I say to whoever looks upon a woman to lust after her has committed adultery already with her in his heart. That is true today. That was true in the old covenant. That will be true forever. That has always been true. That will never, ever, 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 ever change. 
And that's how it goes with the majority of the entire New Testament. So again, we live under a new covenant. That new covenant is called grace. And there are commands that we have been given, though. And the majority of those commands you'll see in the Gospels, as well as the epistles written by Paul, Peter, and John, and Jude. So with that being said, you know, how, how ought I li to live? Well, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. And that will just, again, I'm just giving you an example. I mean, there's a lot of clear, very, very clear commands in Scripture in ways that you are to live and are not to live. And I'm not going to go through all of those things. Again, it's not a list. You're just going to see your heart and your life transform as you start to live in accordance to the Word of God. But understand, if it's in the New Testament, you are commanded to live by it. It should not feel like works. It should not feel like a rule. It should not feel like a rule book. It should not feel like a drag for you to have to follow. You should be honored. You should be longing with everything in you to follow it. Why? Well, for the same reason, it shouldn't feel like works for you not to cheat on your girlfriend or boyfriend. Do you look at your girlfriend or boyfriend and go, oh my gosh, I feel like I just like have to stay with them and like not sleep with anybody else, which you shouldn't be sleeping with your girlfriend. That's sin. That's way sin. But you get my point is like, oh, like, why can't I like text all these other girls and like flirt with them? Like you never even had that thought cross your mind because that person means that much to you in the same way. It should be the exact same way with God. He should just mean that much to me that it, it's not like I feel like, oh God, you're not letting me do that. It should feel like, God, it's an honor for me to be able to serve you and love you the way that you've called me to. That's how we should see it. And if we're not, then I would suggest getting on your knees seriously right now and asking God to change your heart on the matter because trust me, he wants your heart to be changed on that matter. With that being said, again, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, where it says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, nor neither fornicators, which means people who have sex before marriage, nor idolaters, people who put things before God, adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Well, there's a sure shot line uh, set of things that you are not to do. If you do those things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. So there's things like that that are found all over the New Testament and all over these um, epistles that will show you how you are and are not to live. But if you're going, Cody, that's overwhelming. I don't know what and what not to do. Yes, you do. Romans 3 makes it clear that the law has been written on our heart and you know the difference between right and wrong intuitively. I don't need to tell you that you shouldn't be watching porn. You know that without me telling you. I don't need to tell you that you don't need to sleep with your girlfriend. You know that intuitively without me telling you. I don't need to tell you that you shouldn't murder because you know that intuitively without me telling you. I could go on and on and on and on. You get the point though. You know these things intuitively. If you want to know what it looks like to live in holiness and perfection and righteousness, read your Bible. Your Bible will tell you everything that you need for those things. With that being said, to make it super simple, there's uh, a great command that we are given. Jesus is asked by somebody. He says, hey, Jesus, what is the greatest command? of the law of Moses, the law and the prophets, which is the 613 laws and 10 commandments in the Old Testament. And Jesus' response is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He takes two commands out of the Old Covenant, and he brings them in the New Covenant, and says, these are the two that you should live by. He says, all of the law and the prophets hang on these two. If you're loving God and you're loving people, you don't have anything to worry about. That means that you're being completely, radically selfless about anything, and you're putting the thoughts and the well-being and the love and the concern of other people above yourself and your loving God and wanting to glorify him above everything else. If that is your desire, you're living in holiness. And if you want to know what that looks like specifically, again, reading your Bible is where you're going to find those things.